0: X-Men
1: Get it! X-Men, X-Men. Come on X-Men, X-Men, X-Men X-Men, Get it, get it X-Men, whatever. Come on Hey everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Battle of the Atom This is your only podcast on mondays that talks about x-men i'm joking there's a lot of them some of them are good some of them i don't know i don't listen to every single one of them but only one of them takes three x-men stories and puts them on their big old list from best to worst x-men story ever of all time i'm zach jenkins and with me as always is mr adam wreck mr adam wreck how are you doing today
2: I am doing great, and I am very excited because we are not alone today. We have a co-host, a A third co-host today. A co-co-co-co-host, who I'm very excited to uh, have on the program. Do you want to do a little introduction?
1: Yes. So, coming to us, first and foremost, from The Young Ones, which is a very fun podcast talking about teen superheroes, and also from my Patreon Uh, It's uh, Charlie Davis. Charlie, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing well. I'm cold, but it's winter, and that's to be expected.
1: (laughs) It is winter, and winter is cold. That is true. So, uh, yeah, Charlie, you're a big fan of Shatterstar. Is that right?
0: Uh, Marginally correct. Yes, absolutely correct, 100%.
1: (laughs) Yes. Shaddy Two Blades, as I always call them
2: you really call him that that's weird no i've never <laughs> called him that this is a bit
1: you people not get this i make up most of the things i say i'm a man of
0: oh, lies boy. for the most part is zach really <laughs> my real name who knows
2: i mean you, it could have real,
0: been yeah. you could have used the nickname everybody used for him in the 90s i don't know that's any better shatty buns Which was? yeah shatty buns, yeah, shatty shatty buns. buns
2: man. <laughs> oh boy well, we're going to talk about some shatty buns today. Cause, oh uh, dear, We're going to yeah. talk
1: about shatty buns. The more you say that out loud, the worse it sounds. Indeed. I,
2: I don't know. I think it sounds better every time we say it. <laughs> Adam,
1: Adam, Adam, keep saying shatty buns just yeah. over and over, and you're going to start to paint a word picture that's unpleasant <laughs> to think about It makes you... it a bad nickname.
2: Yeah, I don't know, man. Well, maybe we should talk about, uh, you know, what what we're going to cover today. Do we want to get right into it?
1: We do want to get right into it. Uh, The first story. So let's clear the air here. Now, like I said, Charlie comes from Patreon. Charlie's very generous and I assume bad with money because (laughs) they support us at the $25 a month level, which I made as a joke because I didn't think anyone would do it. And uh, with that comes certain rewards, including coming on this podcast. So, nice. that, yeah. first and foremost, thank you for your patronage. It thank means you. a bunch and it means that we can do this dumb stuff.
2: But then,
0: Charlie also fellow, started. Fellow podcasters. Yeah.
1: Charlie then started their own podcast and it's very good.
2: It is good. <laughs> Congratulations on that, by the way.
0: Oh, we try. Uh, I, uh, I slapped it together in like two weeks. And I have no idea how that happened. I think it went into a fugue state, and then I had a podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's how most podcasting is. <laughs> but yeah, I'm actually really excited to cover us, for you guys to start covering Spider-Gwen, because that's a fun Oh, yes. That is yes. fun stuff. Yes, uh, it is. I guess by the time this airs, you will have already started. So go put that in your podcatchers, everybody.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It's good stuff. We talk a lot about uh, Matt Murdock.
2: Ooh, so yeah. it's good Ooh, my favorite. My,
0: my, yes so my favorite spins on anything in an alternate universe um and i love it dearly so please enjoy that coverage
1: well <laughs> do you love it more than early 90s x-force because that's
0: what we're going to talk about right now Woohoo! The- i don't love i don't love things more most, most more than any 90s, eh, 90s x-force at any point in time
1: <laughs> that's impressive so the first the first story we're talking about is X-Force volume 1 issues 19 through 24 Assault on Grey Malkin. This is right after Executioner's Song, which is not about the Executioner, which is always confusing. Uh, and has uh, has X-Force kind of go in their own way.
0: It's exciting. It it's awesome. Like, this is when it gets awesome. When people tell you that X-Force or 90s X-Force is awesome, this is what they're talking about, mostly, unless you're weird, I guess.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I 100% on. agree. Yeah. It's, I mean, I want to go on, on record as saying oh, that go X-Force ahead. 19. X-Force 19 is one of my favorite X-Men comic books of all time.
1: Really? Um,
2: yes. This standalone issue where we finally get to figure out, like, what the heck X-Force is really supposed to be on Sam's terms. You know, I think the big complaint of going from new mutants, you know, which is beloved by a lot of fans and going into this X-Force world is what is going on? You know, what is this like paramilitary version of like my beloved scrambled up teens? And I feel like this issue redefines what the book is and gives it a mission statement. And it's pretty awesome. Greg Capullo killing it on the art it is absolutely great uh now zach you you had a different uh reaction there so i'm curious if you maybe disagree
1: my reaction is that i think x force 19 is a very good comic i 100 agree this is this is solid one of my favorites of all time in all of x-men that i may not may not vouch for but fair enough i i think this is a good this is a good solid arc so uh so charlie why don't you tell us just one minute recap: What what about happens in this arc? <laughs> uh,
0: a lot of things happen uh, after Executioner Song. Cable is thought to be dead, so the team, as they were kind of apprehended during Executioner Song by X Factor, are kind of all stuck in the mansion, and they're all hating it. And Sam, who is so Sam Guthrie Cannonball, he is kind of yep. trying to figure out what he wants to do, how he wants to go forward with X-Force, what they all need to do. And they decide that really all they want to do is help people. So, and they want to do it their own way and they're not kids anymore. And that's super important. And they kind of just make that a mission statement, go back to Arizona and uh, get in some trouble with some externals turtles <laughs> and go to space. <laughs> yeah. They also go to space. And go to
2: space. Yeah.
0: On a spaceship, yeah. it's a lot about Sam trying to figure out what he wants to do and uh, how he wants to do it, and that's really awesome about it. But also, the the whole team gets like really awesome personalities now. Yes. Funny, right? Yeah, yeah. We also get Lila Cheney,
1: which I love a good yes. good Lila Cheney appearance. That always makes me happy. And her, I believe it's in issue 19, her little snippings with Boom Boom, I guess going Mm -hmm. by Boomer now because Boom Boom's too crazy of a name for mean old X-Force.
2: That's going to come back later this episode.
0: Oh, yeah, it is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's, I don't know. I like it. It's, I like, when I think of all this, I think 19 is an incredibly strong issue and kind of the rest are... Eh, they're, they're fine. Like, I I think some of the art is very good. I mean, Greg Capullo, who knew he's a pretty good artist, it didn't <laughs> think he would be the rising superstar that he is today with X – not X-Men. Dang it. No, he doesn't do X-Men anymore. He writes metal books.
0: It's <laughs> the Batman books. Oh, well, well, yeah. He's yeah. the
1: Batman guy. Yeah, he was doing Batman, Batman. for a while. And... Anyway – I don't know. I think I think this does a lot of fun stuff. It does, after 19, the rest of that arc does feel like a real 90s comic in some of the ways I don't it love. It's a little incoherent, not as bad as some other story that we might talk about in this episode, but...
0: <laughs> it's, oh, I don't know whatever you mean.
1: It does have good character moments. Uh, I think Boom Boom especially is written well here. Uh, Sunspot and Cannonball, very good. Yeah. I like mean, Richter. Richter's, Richter is surprising. Richter's great. A well-written character in this era.
0: He is great. He gets to be a leader. He gets to, like, have fun, fun, buddy, budding head moments with Shatterstar. He gets to, like, he just gets to lead the team and gets to be a character in a way I don't think he really was in New Mutants mm-hmm. at all. And, no, like, that kind of goes forward with, like, putting... There's so many people in this book. There's such a large cast, but I think Nicieza juggles them very well and gives everybody like some moments even if like it is spectacularly 90s they go to a space station and have fight with shield with laser guns like in war machine. 90s and war machine and war machine <laughs> yes there is a <laughs> really um, good like,
1: double take like, spread of war machine and all of his guns war machine's one of the <laughs> characters it's like war machine and cable can pull off 90s guns and i won't bat an eye
2: right
0: it's you know Minus some of the external stuff like take that if you take that or leave that if you want to it's just there's, I love it because it's you see is a getting rid of all of Rob Liefeld's like plot things he was mm-hmm. going for like how quick can I drop all this and like giving like the characters back their time in the book.
2: Yeah. And I'll, i give it to him. There's a nice, uh, Claremontian juggling of plot lines going on here, you know? And I, I agree that it, you know, it's not always the most cohesive thing, but you know, you've got the gray Malkin stuff with shield. You've got the backup uh, you know, sort of in between stories with the six pack getting back together to solve what happens with copycat. Um, and then, you know, there's this weird thing with the externals happening there, which is, I don't know. It's just not super fun. I mean, basically the externals exist because Rob Liefel dry, likes drawing uh, top knots on people. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> like, okay. Funny tales. Yeah. So let's give Fabian some credit here for trying to like actually put some substance behind this because you know, with image launching, this book sort of became a, what the heck even is it? And, um, you know, I like that there's this six issues spread where there's no cable, you know, I agree. I think it would have been a good model for the, for the book going forward. It doesn't, doesn't go for that, but it would have been kind of cool to see cable as in his solo book and then crossing over occasionally with, with this cast. Um, I think that would have worked really, really well. That's not what they end up doing, but, um, uh, it, it allows these characters to be new Mutant C characters again. Um, so I, I really like it. Yeah. Should we, should we try and rank it? I think we should.
1: I think we should. Okay. So right now, the number one story on our list is Days of Future Past. The number mm-hmm. 66 story on our list is X-Men Phoenix Legacy of Fire. Don't read that, please. Uh, be- uh, I just threw up on my mouth. <laughs> that's very bad. <laughs> <laughs> Between all of that is a bunch of other stories. Uh, let's see. I don't think we don't have. Do we have any pure '90s X-Force on this list yet?
2: No. Uh, just no, because Fatal Attraction's has twenty-five. But this is uh, better than
1: Fatal you know, Attractions. A... This is better than Fatal
0: Attractions. An execu- oh. yes. Executioner song is also that's obviously heavily X-Force, but that's true. This is better than that. These issues are better than that entire crossover. Wait.
1: Oh, yeah, we have we have covered Executioner Song. That is at number 27. Right. I knew we had. Right above that is X-Men Alpha Flight Volume 1, though.
2: Wow. You know, and right above that is the uh, early Cable and Hope stuff, which also is, like, very cool character work with Nathan um, going into that. I, I don't know if I could put this above X-Men and Alpha Flight Volume 1. Yeah. Um,
0: you think it sits pretty cozy between Executioner Song and Messiah War?
2: Hmm. That's yes. an interesting
1: spot. I think How that I thinking? think that's I think that's good. I think that's good. Yeah, that's this nice is point. mostly on the strengths of issue nineteen, which weighs this very yes. heavily for me. But I am okay with putting that as our new number twenty-eight X Force Assault on Grey Malkin. So yay. Love it. Now,
2: yay! Uh, I'm glad we got to cover that. Uh, I I haven't revisited that floppy of 19 in a while, so it has that that beautiful panel of um, Siren uh standing against the leaves. It's just the leaves. A, yep. What a great panel! I'm sorry. Maybe we should get into <laughs> our next story since we already ran that one. <laughs> yeah, we do have it's an, going off on a. Little we
1: have bit. two other stories, Adam. Come on.
0: All right. Okay. All right. S- <laughs> siren's back in this. I one. don't want to so... yell at you two podcasts
1: yeah. in a row. Oh,
2: that's true. That's true. Wait till you tune into that other one, folks.
1: Oh, it's, they it's will <laughs> have already done that. This is only for Charlie well, that we fair. said that. <laughs> that's they're the only ones living in the now with us.
2: <laughs> okay. So, Charlie, do you want to introduce this one? Because this, uh, we're going basically from uh, space to Las Vegas here.
0: Yes. Uh, I mean, they're like the same place, right? Sure. Uh, <laughs> but this is... In, I'm... I'm getting distressed even talking about it. Um, but this is going to be X Factor Investigations. So, this is all issues surrounding Las Vegas that I'm pulling up. So, this is going to be 207 to um, 212. 213. And this is actually 213, excuse me. And this is um, after they renumbered the book. So, if you started, like, you know, X Factor Investigations 1 you somehow launch yourself into 207 (laughs) somewhere in your read through. Um, This is by Peter David. Um, He writes X factor for a long time. Zach has said as much and uh, there's some things happening here. Well,
1: we've got a (laughs) bunch of pencilers. This is a pretty long arc. You got Sebastian Fumara on one issue, Emmanuel uh, Lufacino on several of the issues in between valentine delandro on a couple of issues <laughs> and uh that yes that is everyone there's three artists in this series this is weird the x x factor gets uh hired by hella goddess of hell you're aware of you're aware of hella goddess of hell goddess of very good hats
0: yeah, yeah she was in a major in a picture last hats. year
1: she's she's known. yeah <laughs> and she was great she, when Asgard was destroyed in Thor Ragnarok, spoilers for the comic Thor Ragnarok in, I guess the movie, is that a spoiler to say that the end of all things happens in a movie called Ragnarok?
2: Let's assume that the people have seen Thor Ragnarok. And if not, I think it, I think it leaked this week. So people can watch it in some capacity.
1: It's <laughs> very
0: good. It's awesome. yeah. Thor Ragnarok we'll ranks it. higher
1: than this issues of comics. But after Ragnarok happened, all the Asgardians died. And they came back to life, but they were like stuck as mortals, like their souls in a mortal's body for a little bit. Anyway, during that time, Hella decided to go to Vegas and reestablish hell in Vegas because I imagine that someone wanted to be here. Sure. J. Michael Straczynski thought it would be <laughs> a really funny idea. So X Factor has to go and do a job for Hella to get something from Pip the Troll, the Jim Starlin abomination. It's very weird
2: he's <laughs> called beloved pip the troll an abomination i mean he's a key part of infinity gauntlet who i'm sure will appear in avengers for infinity war don't you think
0: <laughs> i mean how could he not pip is the uh the least distressing thing about this well horror. yeah
1: because oh, you get
0: you get rain coming back out of x
1: Force, which, Adam, if you haven't read this part of X-Force, because I know you're reading that entire chunk of time in X-Men comics, just in whatever order I tell you we're reading this week.
2: That's pretty much how it yeah, goes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, Rain Rain, and Himhari, the wolf prince, they uh, mm-hmm. they have relations. And Rain becomes yeah. – she, she bears a child. Only when yeah. she comes back to X-Factor, she doesn't correct Richter. And in fact, definitely lies to him and implies that it is his child because they were together seven ish months beforehand. Wolves gestate differently. Sure. So she looks more pregnant than she really is. It's comic books.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Also,
1: she walks in on Shatterstar and Richter, uh, which for nice conservative.
0: Reading, Actually having a moment for yeah. once? Yeah.
1: No, so, yeah. so Charlie, why did you pick this arc of comics? Because it's a. This is not what I think of when I think of X Factor.
0: No, it's not. Um, I picked this arc because it was going to cause me some pain. Um, but no, I picked it because as loath as I am to put this down completely, I picked it really because it does highlight some things that. I like about Peter David's X-Factor investigations and some things that I hate about it. And Shatterstar is a pretty big part of the story even if he's not really Shatterstar, <laughs> which I can talk about at length, but you guys give me the go ahead if you want me to. I mean,
1: a lot of readers the 90s are poorly collected and notoriously iffy to say the least. So a lot of people's relationship to Shatterstar comes from the David run. So I'm very curious to see hear your opinion.
0: I think that he I think Peter David did what he had to do to bring Star back to the books and to make him relevant in comics again. And I don't I don't wanna pretend like that wasn't important, but all he did was kind of like David Yardin gave him this really cool makeover Right, Mm -hmm. Great outfit, great jacket, great swords. This interesting teleporting ability that makes no sense. Um, But he also stripped him down to be something that, like, hyper-violent sometimes, but, like, also super goofy other times, like, in ways that he wasn't ever before. Like, if you go in between, like, if you go from X-Force 1 and you go all the way through that run, Star has a progression. He, he has friends. He has people that understand him. He has a best friend that teaches him how to be a human and how to emote and how to feel things. And Peter David just kind of like crumpled that up and threw it away and says, I'm going to have Star have this emotional comeuppance during my run that he quote unquote never had before. So mm-hmm. Star kind of like grappling with like sexuality and hitting on everybody and like all that stuff. It was pretty clear in the middle of the 90s to the end of the 90s that Shatterstar kind of knew what his emotions were and like knew how he felt about things. But just because it was something we wanted to explore in this book, we had to kind of push it all aside and make him a joke. So,
2: <laughs> well, and it doesn't really help anything that also on this team, at least in this arc, is long shot. So you already have you know sort of this happy-go-lucky mojo worldian um and shatterstar is dealing with you know his own drama uh he's getting pulled into this uh richter rain storyline but it is difficult to sort of separate who who the characters are supposed to be necessarily there's a little bit of an overlap there
0: yeah yeah uh, in a bad way
2: yeah go ahead zach
0: i,
1: I was just saying yeah it's I don't think Shatterstar gets the development in this run that was kind of promised that people really wanted out of him. I think the redesign works. It's better than boxing gear on his face. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's odd how he's treated in this arc. I like other parts of this arc though. Outside of that, I think the uh, stuff with long shot, I think long shots fun. I think Darwin's the worst. I do hate Darwin in this arc. And I'm very glad that he just immediately <laughs> leaves. I think it's pretty dumb that this arc gets resolved because Darwin's biological way of stopping or of stopping a death touch is to become a god. I don't think that makes any sort of sense in even the biggest extremes mm. of how his mutant powers may in fact work. And also that storyline just no. it drags into all the worst, worst, worst parts of this X Factor run. Mm. yeah Yeah.
0: just uh it's it's unfortunate because like a a vegas story with x factor could have been like really great and like like some parts i laughed at some parts like i think shadow star on the pirate ship
2: i think that's that's pretty funny
0: funny. that's great oh that part was good that's some good goofs
2: that and long shot at the craps table you know when long shot is there with layla and they're they're in the uh at the craps table those are those are great little vignettes and I wanted more of that. You know, I also really think there's an opportunity missed here. Um, there's, you know, we, we always, uh, talk about, I mean, I always talk about my love for Asgardian wars. Asgard is supposed to be this like, you know, big over the top, amazing thing. And when we get the Asgardian elements, they don't feel massive. They don't feel, you know, like they're important or interesting at all. Like when we finally, break over into hell it's like oh are we in like are we in some medieval basement or something like it just (laughs) even even hella herself and it's you know mainly because of the way she's illustrated just kind of like is laying around and she's got a sheet kind of draped over her boobs and it's like okay i guess you're the villain
1: i get doing hella as a femme fatale works if you're going to lean into the noir elements of the story but it doesn't it it falls into being a standard superhero book again like it says oh we do have to have us fighting zombies in hell and i just don't care about that like that's not what i wanted out of x factor i want monet being snippy i want jamie trying to keep everyone together like this just this just this arcs weird this is a weird one yeah do do we want to do we want to rank this one
2: yeah, I think so. All
1: right. Um so right now on the list, where is uh the first arc of David's X-Factor investigation? Oh wait, no, we don't have Do we have the first arc of his investigations? Yes, we do. That's at 26.
0: Yeah. Or 23,
1: excuse me.
2: Yeah.
0: This is worse it than is that. It is worse than
2: that. Oh, by
0: far. It's worse than
2: Yeah, we're going to go we're going to go pretty It's low worse than his thing. first
1: arc of uh X-Factor period from the uh 90s at 35. Yeah. Yes uh is this worse than battle of the atom i
0: think i think it's better than battle of the atom Hmm. for the parts that i like a lot (laughs) can i can i put a uh uh,
2: let me put a flag in the ground here um down at 49 we have what if volume two number 12. Which is, despite the fact that it's a what if story, is an incredible one shot of Asgardian wonderfulness. And this is supposed to be a Asgardian wonderfulness type thing, like a reveal that never happens. Um, I don't know. I'm looking towards that part of the list.
0: You know, Uh, know, I I think it's better
1: than Exiles. I agree with that. I think it's better than Exiles 1 and 2. I like the Excalibur Mm -hmm. issue better because it's a fun little one shot. I think this has the same problems that Uncanny X-Men 15.inh has, where it's very uneven.
2: (laughs) Yeah, really good. Some really fun stuff and some not so great stuff.
1: But Uncanny X-Men 15.inh has the decency to be a one-shot, where this is seven friggin' issues. It also has Pip the Troll. (laughs) I do not like Pip the Troll. I cannot express that enough. He's very bad. I don't know what story Pip Pip the Troll would be good in. But it's nothing that he's ever been in before.
0: And he and he becomes a and he becomes a member of X Factory. We replaced,
1: that's a weird we replaced Darwin, who is pretty bad. <laughs> with Pip the Troll, who is somehow worse.
2: Hmm. <laughs> oh. It's an interesting choice to say the Peter, least. So is. are we saying that this is gonna go in between yeah, I, the I, 15 point I, IN? That's what IN I'm X-mails? saying. I'm
1: saying this is our new number new fifty-two. Oh. Uh, happenings in Vegas. Ooh. Now, right. we, we oh boy. have one more. We got one more to do, guys. Hold on to your hats.
2: The doozy. <laughs> Hold on to your headgear. So
1: <laughs> X-Men has... Or your soul. Yes. X-Men has... Hold a,
2: on to your shatty buns.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to do a pit here. Stop saying <laughs> shatty buns.
2: <laughs> I can't help it.
1: Hold on, because the laughing's going to be half to. So (laughs) said. X Men has a lot of sagas. There's Dark Phoenix sagas, Muir Island Brood sagas. There's sagas on sagas on sagas, and there's also the Shatterstar saga, which is. I'm going to say this. I don't know what's happening in these three issues of. X-Force 59-61 by Jeff Loeb, Anthony Castorillo for the first two, and then Kevin Lau on the last one. We'll get to that because that's going to have some talking about
0: it. This is weird. Charlie, what is this? <laughs> um, I'm not going to apologize because I'm just not. You should, um, though. <laughs> Okay, so this is um, 1996 in a nutshell um in comics at least in x men comics at least um there are some threads of some of the upstart stuff that um never got resolved um but basically uh, a couple issues back shatterstar and a siren um, found themselves in a mental hospital where they realized there was some sort of duplicate clone of shatterstar there who by the records um said that there was a boy named Benjamin Russell that looked just identical to him um There was some distress from Shatterstar, and he started disassociating, maybe? I'm not sure. Um, Richter comes back to the team because he needs him, and we talk about how important the Red Sox are to baseball, and also um, to friendships. Um, Also, friendships, right? Um, And then, uh, Star gets kidnapped by Mojo, and taken to Mojo World, where he and Cable get digitized and put on television, and then Shatterstar dies, and then... He comes back because he soul possesses Benjamin Russell and everything's fine. The end.
2: Wow. Yeah. Digitized into the future, correct? (laughs) Correct. Digitized not only into Mojo TV, but into Mojo TV 100 years into the future where Shatterstar is going to kill Mojo, but then Mojo kills Shatterstar. And then what is going on? Um, Is this more or less
1: incoherent than the X-Force Youngblood uh, couple issue crossover that is seems like it's very similar in terms of plot?
2: Have you read that, Zach? I have not read that yet. Uh, it's buck wild. Ooh, that's exciting. That makes me want to read it. In fact, <laughs> I don't all know of, that all this is X-Men wild. Image,
1: all of the X-Men image uh crossovers are insane. You know the Gen-X Gen 13 one is printed in 3D and they give you 3D Ooh. glasses that will give you I... a migraine within seconds.
0: That sounds terrible. It's I think I very have a hard to non...
2: read. Yeah, I have a version of that. I don't think it's in 3D though. There's it's Art Adams do the art on that.
1: There's Gen X, Gen Thirteen, and Gen Thirteen Gen X, which are two different, Uh, very similar books. One of them was definitely in 3D. I don't. Wow, wow. it's weird.
2: Hey, can I can I say that this this three issue arc probably would have worked even better if it was in 3D? Because it's wild, and we we need to mention that because of the change in artist on the third issue, issue sixty one, it goes full on anime manga it
0: becomes a manga
2: i mean yeah It, it, it wow what yeah
0: <laughs> the cover the cover for issue 61 uh mm. gives it away the it cover away. for
1: issue 61 is one of the few comics one of the i say few like i don't have hundreds of these but one of the comics i'm flipping through a long box and i just saw and said well i don't have anything about this run but i am gonna have this comic thank you very much <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Shatterstar is in his freaking oh, white outfit. There is an angelic-looking spiral, a weird cable, and then just a woman. Like she's an anime girl. I, <laughs> is it supposed to be Siren?
2: I think yes. it's supposed to be Siren. It's supposed
1: to be Siren. She looks yeah. like a generic anime girl.
2: Oh yeah. well. And the cover of the issue says The Secret Revealed. Nothing is revealed. It's all weird. I'm not (laughs) sure that anything is revealed. Like, essentially, they body snatch or body swap with a a new term uh, of, uh, of, of what these guys' souls are. He basically, like, steals this Catatonic boy. It's very convenient, you know. His family's out of town. He won't. Nobody will mind.
0: He's been in a coma you know? since his mutant powers uh came to be. Right. Didn't you read the issue? Ah, geez. And this
2: is never revisited again, right? And this has now been retconned. So this is this weird nugget of just like, why does it even exist? That like, is
1: exactly so how they brought Professor Xavier back in the X Men movies. Let's be clear. That's the exact That's same plot point.
2: It is true.
0: Uh, This one did it first, though. So, like, this is this is funny because this is a completely incoherent story. The Benjamin Russell stuff, you can really you can speculate on it all you want. My personal speculation is that they were trying to infer that Spiral was somehow Benjamin Russell's mother, Mm -hmm. and also connected to Shadowstar in some way, Uh, and just was kind of supposed to pick up on that. Is
1: Shatterstar's real origin and real parents more or less just bonkers? Because he is a daddy Boros. He is his own father, and his own father is him, and he is his own father, and his own father is him.
0: Is it uh, a time paradox?
2: Oh, yeah. it's that
0: is that, beautiful.
1: I
2: think that's fun. Like,
0: it, that... it, it, it's very poetic. And you know what? I can't hate these issues 100%, mostly because I am – Jeff Loeb took that super dangling plot thread from X Force 47. I won't call it a plot thread, um, where Richter and star go to a club and have a sex talk afterward. And that was DC as his last issue. And he picked that up and just kind of ran with them being extra special best friends. And I can't say that I hate it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, 59, the first of the three issues, it's. It's not terrible, you know, it's still rather generic, but it still is a cohesive comic book. The second they enter Mojo World, the logic of these issues just kind of goes completely off the rails. Like, you know, I I'm trying to jot down notes as I'm reading this and I'm going, how does Mojo TV even work? Like, because all of a sudden humans on Earth are watching it, which doesn't really make a lot of sense for this particular storyline. And then we're time Jumping through digitizing people, but then they can automatically come back if Spiral feels like it. And Gog and Magog are there, but then they're gone. And uh. and
0: they're and, also he's also brainwashing Shatterstar and Cable. I like guess.
2: yeah, oh, but yeah, but they they're resisting, because yes, they're they in are. the the gym-ly, like prison, uh, you know, naked metal prison stuff. And I mean, guys, by the time we get to sixty-one, I'm like totally going bonkers here like there is boom boom under boob but boom boom is not called boom boom anymore meltdown. yeah it's meltdown uh, man
1: it's her second like worst characters name.
2: look straight up like they came out of the opening credits of Voltron and I'm lost <laughs> <laughs> like, what?
1: like we cannot overemphasize the art shift in this arc Whew. is insane insane I have no yes. idea how anyone – like if you want to do a more manga-inspired look on the book, okay, I can see the appeal of that. Don't do mm-hmm. it in the middle of your story arc, <laughs> especially such a drastic shift because I I struggle to figure out, oh wait, which character is this supposed to be? Because at this point, all of X-Force is wearing similar costumes. Like they, they have uniforms yeah. now. They have they have team uniforms again. And it's just I don't understand this story. I just rechecked. I decided when I wrote up Shatterstar for Xavier Files that I was just I read I read the Wikipedia summary for the Benjamin Russell stuff and I said, nah, that sounds dumb. We're gonna just gloss right <laughs> over it because I don't want to try and understand it. It doesn't seem relevant towards the future.
0: Oh. It's been retconned. Like straight up, this story's been retconned. Yeah,
2: well appropriately so. It yes. it ends and it's an absolute mess, you know. And I like it's so much of a mess that even like the way it concludes is a uh, a broadcasting tower explodes for some reason. There's a <laughs> shot of of games master. Is it game master? or games master? Game is it master. master?
1: Game master. Okay, he he's game. singular. He only plays game one game, master. and it's murdering X Men. Yeah.
2: But but there's the the last panel of the story is game master sort of like popping half into a panel and laughing at an iPad <laughs> with with Shatterstar on it and it's like
0: what is in
2: 1996 yeah yep there you go yep this <laughs> to, uh, this to be fair the there's now. some
0: choice Richter and Shatterstar jokes in the last part of the story <laughs> and the last part sure. of the panel <laughs> yeah but so, but this is know. also.
2: There's a little post-it on the last panel. Is this Jeff Loeb's last issue with the book? hmm So, what? <laughs> this I don't was know how why we wanted he wanted to,
0: to go out
1: on this. You wow. know when they
0: say it's, um, it's better to uh, burn out than fade away? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's He's, I, He's I
1: don't fire. think he did this. It was uh... a... <laughs> I'm trying to think of a fire-based analogy and I am struggling right now. It it wasn't that. That's the analogy we're going to yeah. use. He didn't
2: burn he didn't burn bright. It's more of a garbage dumpster fire
0: like And this is what everyone was waiting for, right? Like if you wanted to know about Shatterstar, this is what you got. Like This is I why- want to see some hot takes from 1996 from X-Force fans.
1: <laughs> this is why people yeah. hate Shatterstar, isn't it? it's the Liefeld stuff and then it's because this is just in incomprehensible
2: oh there's a I lot know. of room for fun here like this could make sense it it even kind of could tie into the um, shattershot annual stuff if you if you wanted it to but it doesn't it could have done know? a lot of it, stuff yeah all right so we got to we gotta figure out where this goes on the list because okay. um, we, we don't think this is very good.
1: We we have two two kind of well, we have we have one incomprehensible television-based ep- issue near the bottom of our list at number sixty-two, New Meet in Summer Special 90. And we also mm. have a couple of manga inspired series. I know it's just one issue of this is manga inspired, but it's a very memorable that's the issue sure. that sticks with you. Yes. Uh with that Marvel Manga burst And Phoenix Legacy of Fire. Uh,
0: This is bet. This is better than that. No, this isn't. I'm looking
2: No, I'm looking around MangaVerse because um, there's some weird stuff going on here. So, I guess the question is how is there fun to be had in how incomprehensible this is? Because, you know, X Factor One to Six, Volume One is. Is comprehensible, but we is. I think we agree it's kind of reprehensible as well. Um, Yes. So, like, how low do we go here? I'm kind of leaning towards like maybe 65. um, I've got a bit
0: of a bias on this one. So, I think I will uh see there's so there's the beginning is enough for me to not want to put it super low but... oh
1: this is not going high because it is not <laughs> no. i would rather read heroes for hope again and heroes oh, for yeah. hope isn't good but it does have a lot of really good artists and writers doing a good thing so i i'm True. gonna i'm gonna say that that i think uh marvel manga vs x-men is a real story it's not very good but
2: it has a beginning middle and end. It
1: does. There is a structure to it. I know what was happening every step of the way. I think <laughs> I agree that the first 6 issues of X-Factor are bad. I think this is worse personally. Okay. I think I think the fact that I know I read this less than a week ago and I'm I can't recap it. I honestly I honestly cannot tell you in a coherent sentence structure what happened and that's a problem to me
2: i liked it better than eve of destruction
1: okay i think that's fair this can be our uh this can be our uh number 66 on the list the shatterstar saga the chatty sh-
2: chatty sh- 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 bun something the Shaddy the,
1: sh- <laughs> sh- the sh- bun something <laughs> you know <laughs> adam adam Oof. adam charlie do you know do you know how many uh do you know how many how many comics we have on this list now?
2: Oh, oh. A lot. No, we just hit a milestone. We did. <laughs> this, is, this is horrible. Oh,
0: goodness. Goodness, didn't we? Didn't we? Didn't we?
1: X-Men Phoenix Legacy of Fire is currently number 69 on this list. Charlie, I'm glad you could be here on such a nice episode.
0: Oh, this is perfect. I'm glad this is my episode. I would pick nothing. Shatterstar 69. <laughs> all you need to know about me. Forever.
2: Boom.
1: <laughs> oh man. XX Shatterstore 69 x
0: AIM username. <laughs> it would have been probably back when uh, AIM was a thing. There you
2: oh, p-a-a-m A <laughs> M. All right. So um We should wrap Charlie, up. do you want to tell us Please. Yeah, Charlie, tell us where we can find you. Um tell us about your show and, and where people can find you online.
0: Yeah, so you can find my podcast um, that I do with my partner Mikey um, at Young Ones Cast on Twitter. Um, We do new episodes every Thursday, and um, it's about teen superheroes and sometimes teams, sometimes solo. And solo, it is this week because, as you're maybe listening, this maybe was a couple episodes ago, but um, we're doing Spider-Gwen stuff, and it is awesome and i love it nice. and you can personally find me at genetic ghost on twitter and you can find me there where i yell about chatter star a lot
2: <laughs> oh boy yeah
1: that's, uh, that's zach exciting. you
2: want to do your plugs
1: i do want i do want to do my plugs uh first off charlie's here because of patreon and if you want to support the show like charlie does thank you charlie uh and everyone else, all the other fine folks over on the Patreon.com, you can go over to Patreon.com slash Xavier where for as little as $2 a month, you get to choose You get to choose a, uh, a story. And Adam and I will craft an episode around that. We have a lot of requests in, and we've got some weird <laughs> requests that have been so fun to figure out. Just pull the strands of X-Men minutia and say, well, this... Weird story from the 60s now relates to this thing from 2012, so let's connect those and add them. It's fun. So go ahead and do that. If you can't support the show monetarily – I know I can't support everything that I consume on the internet as it is today and probably will be in the future forever and ever. uh, Leave us a rating. Review on iTunes. It's super nice. Or just like tell your friends about the show or retweet it. You know, whatever. Do your thing. Live your truth, people. Uh, But (laughs) – If you enjoyed this episode, you can check out everything else I do on exhibitfiles.com. That's also where we host this podcast. I do weekly articles about X-Men characters and another weekly article about just what's going on in the world of X-Men social media, which is a weird, weird world, man. There's a (laughs) lot of stuff going on.
2: It's been a week.
1: We're recording this when all that John Mallon stuff Hit and then every I would showed up on some Gamergate website somehow. I that was Whoa, a weird Google bitch. alert again. I'll tell you what, I was sitting on a bus on the way right. back from Chicago from a trade show and it was like Google alerts exhibit process that cannot be good. Oh, oh, they don't like me because I think that this guy has some bad takes. <sighs>
0: <sighs> One of the many, Zach, you've joined the ranks.
1: Yes. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> ah. Yeah, But uh, beyond that, follow me on Twitter at Xavier Files. Now, Adam Reck, where can people find you on the line?
2: Uh, Guys, you can always follow me on Twitter at Arthur Stacey. And um, so far, so good. We've got a new page of the search for Bish and Jubes coming out every Monday um, at adamreck.tumblr.com and xavierfiles.com. So uh, please, I hope you're enjoying that story. I'm going to keep working on it as we go through uh, 2018.
1: Yeah. It's going to be really fun. So as we end this, Charlie, thank you again for coming on the show. It was a lot of fun.
0: Thank you for reading the things that I picked.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was <our> pleasure. <laughs> Look, you're not the least – these weren't the least liked choices that have ever happened because someone did request Phoenix Legacy of Fire. But yeah, we'll never true. forgive them.
0: And, and coming, hopefully, as we progress through 2018, maybe there'll be some new, better Shatterstar stories to talk about. Yeah. One there can may, only hope.
1: Yeah. There may be. Next time, we have some really fun, sinister based stories to talk about that I am mm. super excited for. One of them includes the best panel in Ultimate X Men. So it's going to be a good time. Till then, this has been Battle of the Atom. Hope you survive the experience. Get it!